Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about season 11, episode 16, titled Acts of God. I only saw one act of God. I saw a lot of acts of Maggie. The only one act mm. of God this week. And even then, not sure God had anything to do with it. Uh, Aaron, what'd you think of this episode? I thought this was a pretty solid mid-third season finale that did a lot of things right, but it's frustrating because it's also fatally f- flawed. Um, I'm trying to think, because they just beat the shit out of Maggie with a credible threat, and I think it would have been very easy for me to be like, oh my god, I'm about to watch Maggie die here, because it was that kind of tone, but the whole time I'm thinking, well, there's no way Maggie can die here because, you know, they, 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 they already spoiled themselves. Yeah. Um, and I really like what they're doing with Lance, but it's like the, the 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 they're doing a good job of showing like one of my favorite one of my favorite tropes for bad guys is this um guy who feels like he's the professor standing in front of a chalkboard with a piece of chalk with the whole all the life filled out with equations and everything's going like a little finger and and then the moment that they find out oh shit I'm just one more equation on this blackboard I'm not actually the man holding the chalk and like what they do when they make that realization yeah, but like, you know, and and they're doing this thing where it's like I'm finally seeing the kind of story they're trying to to tell, which is like this is a is your standard Jason Bourne plot. There is this large institution like the U.S. government. Within it is a tiny splinter of like bad dudes that are mm-hmm. doing things that like maybe on top is semi officially recognized, but it's like disavowable and 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 maybe it's just completely unknown at, at worst and. I thought that they were telling a story of kind of like something that's rotten to the core. But like this is like, like I said, is Jason Bourne. They're going to shut down Treadstone and then yeah, the rest of the U.S. government's fine. You know, I, 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 it feels like that's what they're going for. And then the final scene of the Commonwealth taking over these these shithole places was not the flex that I think they were wanting it to be. Especially you know? with the what goes on at the hilltop in this episode, right? Like. Great, yeah. you got what, like four four square kilometers of land. Yeah, most of it is blown up. There are no structures left here. There's no, there's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah, in Oceanside is a shining it? jewel. You got something there. You got you got sure, a bunch yeah. of a bunch of people. You got a thriving, but like you it's coastline, build your condos for your fancy yeah, uh, acoly- uh, acolytes, whoever. The other place is like you got seventy five percent of of Reg's cold rolled steel and then a Lincoln mm-hmm. log fort. Congratulations, you 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 did you did a good and, and a windmill there. that got half burnt. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I I thought it was it was pretty serviceable, uh, passable. I I, I find their over reliance on the gimmick of flashing forward. Oh, probably, to show yeah. something that ooh, how could we possibly get there is kind of getting annoying. Uh, at this point, they've done it multiple times this season. Uh, I'm kind of over it. I don't think it added really anything to this episode, uh, especially because they deal with it so unceremoniously. It's not like we hit it at the end and we come back around and our perspective on the thing has been changed. It's, it's just like it's the just other a one. middle. It, it's a footnote in this episode, but they hit it with us at the be- 
they hit us with it at the beginning and they expect us to think oh this is a big deal yeah same same with the locusts like i brood x flying in here did nothing for me nothing like I, I felt more is, emotion though. living through the Brood X last year than I did watching it on this this episode because they just don't do anything with it. And did then Brood I, X hit I Georgia because, like, I wonder, like, Maybe. this 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 is like I, I wonder if the writers are like had an intense experience last year and they're like, you know what, fuck it, the <laughs> locusts are going in. <laughs> but okay, if they want to do that, they should have built it up as like a thing, like this coming mm. storm, right? They've done that before. They did it with the blizzard pretty successfully, right? Uh, this was just yet another footnote, just like Lance's big flash forward. You know Angela Kang gets on the, the thing afterward and she's like, oh, this was a big thematic thing. We felt it was right for like the doom that's impending. And I'm like, well, then maybe you shouldn't have dealt with it 15 minutes into the episode. And then it was just gone. Yeah. If, if it only had like a man of God that's been on the show for a couple of years, it's like really wrestled with their faith and whether God's paying attention to him. And, you know, uh-huh. you can see like an interpret the sign one way or another, and it would kind of mean something to the group that way. It, it, but they don't. They don't have one of those characters. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So they just have to have <laughs> kind of Negan make an offhand, res- you know, a comment about it. it, it yeah. 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 That's the thing. Like, I, they, there's some parts of this that came together really, really well. And honestly, I was expecting this to be kind of a debacle. Like, I just don't give a shit. But I was pretty, pretty invested in the action. And I think I would have been even more so had I not known that the people that they were endangering were going to be fine. They're going to be just fine. I think the thing that's rounding into the best shape for me is maybe the Connie stuff where, like, Eugene and Rosita figured out all this information. And about Sebastian and his plans using Max to steal these files. And then Connie's like, well... I can't really break this case. I don't have enough to go on, but what I can break is this story about Sebastian's heists and Which I can pin that up. on Pamela. Yeah. And, and and we can kind of turn the tide of public opinion here. I I feel like that stuff is pretty smart and pretty good. Uh, yeah. It, coming from this, this neo-noir nightmare we had like five episodes ago or whatever with Eugene. Oh, 100%. And it's yeah. also kind of clever because- picked fruit off that rotting tree somehow. Uh. Yeah, and and it's it's also kind of neat because the group can use that as a way to take heat off of the real investigation, which is the names and numbers on this piece of paper. Because like, yeah, you know, I'm sure Milton and they, they kind of intimate this at the end of the episode is going to be like, you know, where is these leads coming from? How is this getting? Or she might just be infuriated with her son because that's the real problem here. Sebastian's doing terrible sure. shit. Um. I do like the kind of all the, all the presidents, you know, men kind of situation they've got this this uh, you know kind of ragtag resistance that they're forming um, with the Alexander mm-hmm. people at the core of it. Um, <laughs> they yeah, that's the weird thing. I guess they haven't quite addressed like, hey, there's this underground movement that was here before we became a part of the community. Yeah, they, they haven't interfaced with them at all, which is surprising. Well, I think uh, I think that they they did a smart thing, and it's a little bit underbaked. But having um, King Ezekiel start this underground um, medical facility for underprivileged people is a great way to contact, you know, like do like do public good in these spaces uh, is a great way to like you know get yourself ingratiated that community or break. So having him being like, you know, I've been beating the bushes and I've got a couple more. I think that's going to be a way to like bring in these new people, but uh, yeah, at this late, I mean, they, they got eight episodes left to go. I guess even though it'd make mm-hmm. more narrative sense for the Alexandrians to join an existing outfit, it 
feels yeah. more like the Alexandrians are going to be the thing that everyone coalesces around, you know? Totally. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll see how that works out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, boy, yeah, there's uh, some stuff that goes on at Hilltop, which we'll talk about when we get there. Maybe. It is, it is, because like I, we've been asking the question, like, how is Alexandria at all? How are these communities going to possibly topple the Commonwealth? And it looks like that's not actually what's going to happen. They're at war with a yeah. shadow government within the Commonwealth that they can mm-hmm. expose and dismantle from outside. So it's like that's pretty smart. Um, and there's a couple ways you can end that where the happy ending is uh, the Alexandrian spearhead a reform. You know, so not just replace the people on top that are rotten, but also institute reforms to keep it from happening again. I think mm-hmm. the dark ending is just the Alexandrians kind of take over and they don't fix any sy- systemic problems. So you think like, well, this will just eventually go corrupt again, you know? Um, yeah, I wonder. Um, <laughs> I don't know, because you're right. That That is like a false positive ending. Uh, if, you know, gay. <laughs> Gabriel just ends up being Pamela Milton, right? Uh, yeah. Or something like that. It, it is a false positive because nothing is structurally changed. But, like, I do wonder if the show is going to go there. We'll see. We'll I, see. I feel like it's going to be some kind of a bummer because there's got to be a reason that all the core elements of the show want to move on to some place that's not, you know, the Commonwealth, right? We assume. It has to, it has to yeah. end in disillusionment for, like, Maggie, Negan, Carol, and Daryl. Mm-hmm. Um which you know, they, I think they've they've got that set up. It's it's just yeah. I I can't as like now it's like well who stays and are we happy about it? Like does King Ezekiel stay with the children just because? Well, they have schools here. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I I would assume so, but but we'll see. We'll see next uh, third of the season, I guess. Final third of the season. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to talk about the episode proper? Oh boy, I'm re- I'm I'm champing. I got a bit here, champing it. <laughs> All right, first, let's take a quick break. Here's what's new and premium content for our club members. No lunch this week, as I'll be traveling on vacation, but get ready for next week when we have the rare, elusive, dare I say, premium lunch with Talitha and Aaron. And while you're waiting for the return of the king, don't forget May is the time to switch your Patreon tiers to make sure you maintain your full benefits by June. Stop by support.ballmove.com to check your Patreon levels to see the new benefits and decide which one is right for you. And finally, tickets are now on sale for Badass Fest 6. Come meet us live and in person, watch a mystery badass film with us, and then hear us record the podcast right there in front of you in a theater packed with Bald Move fans. Get your details and your tickets at baldmove.com slash live. If you want more Bald Move in your life, head over to support.baldmove.com right now to find out how you can get tons of bonus audio and video content plus ad-free feeds. All right, we start off with the walkers at the gates of Hilltop, and it's burning again. Again, with the burning of the hilltop. Uh, and Lance seems to be the cause of it. We'll find out later. That's only really half true. Um, he's pissed. He steps in a pile of brains with his penny loafers on, and he's just not happy about Yeah. I, I wouldn't be happy about it either. Like, boots have got to be few and far between at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, Plus this he's, many he's years got, into the apocalypse. Nobody's making bright, new boots. Bright pink pastel tie. That's just gonna, you know, get covered in blood, and you'll never get the blood out of that. Yeah, 
not, he's not That's not true. having a good time. Uh, but we don't stay with him very long. We flash back, nineteen hours and one act of gotta go. Uh, My eyes is... rolled so <laughs> dude. hard, dude. What what is this? They they splash it across the screen in big letters to try and make you think like this is cool and important, and it's and it's in fucking impact font it's like every, the font that every movie it, has ever used since 1952 they've been doing this 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 has been a theme for this eight episodes this is the yeah impact yeah. bold fucking meme generator uh text season <laughs> right and and so we're supposed to care about it for some reason but yes i rolled my eyes across the room when i saw that mm-hmm. there are two uh, wolves inside you that's <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the title says Yep, 19 hours and one act got to go. Maggie sends Herschel. Is, I thought that's what was going to happen here, so it feels like Maggie is sending Herschel away. And and every and time, like... is. Kind of is. She is, but she's sending him away by taking him somewhere first. And and we find out later, through, progressively through the episode, every time they unfolded a layer of this stinky onion, I... It, it kept changing my opinion of this scene, because this scene... Starts with what I think is her sending Herschel away on his own, which is fucked up in general, right? Like, mm-hmm. of course, you can't send this kid alone by himself into a zombie-infested woods. That's stupid. And I'm like, okay. But then I see her leaving with everyone from Hilltop, right? The only people who live in Hilltop now, Lydia and these four. Yeah, it's, it's Lydia. As best it's I can Casey tell. Casey Jones. It's highly competent bow guy. Herschel oh. and Maggie, yeah. Okay, and so Lydia's staying behind in Hilltop herself, presumably to set up bombs that we see later go off. The traps, yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know why you need to send four people out with Herschel. Wouldn't it be better to help Lydia set up the traps with the other two people? Maggie and Herschel go to drop Herschel off because then they ultimately come back. And why do they come back? If their plan is just to booby trap Hilltop, why do they have to be there for the booby trap to go off? I, yeah, there are so many like logistical like, questions. Yeah, like Hilltop's not worth saving, but the people are. Well, your people are here. And your people are, you took four out of five of them away. Yeah. Literally yeah. at the beginning of this episode, why not take the fifth after she's planted the bombs? I don't understand why they have to be there. I, I, the only thing I can think of is they're trying to save Hilltop for the people who are. Like Maggie's got, she's already seen the future. She knows Commonwealth is corrupt, and the 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 people that are inside are going to need a place to come back home. The you know mildly competent bow girl is going to want to have a place to. And she's talking about those people because yeah, literally who is living in Hilltop? Right well, then now. maybe don't blow up the only shelter at Hilltop. That's that's strong, you know, to kill three guys, right? <laughs> yeah, if you want a place yeah. to return to, how about not blow up the place you're needing to return to? I, I don't know. It's made progressively less sense as I thought about it. Uh, but that's true of a lot of The Walking Dead. Anyway, yeah, um, Lance flips a coin to decide who's going on some secret assignment. That Do we find out what the assignment is this episode? I think these, are the, guys who, these are the guys who are wearing the black armor and following okay. Leah. Like, these are the strike team, so. Leah strike team. Did you notice who was on the head of this uh, coin? No. It's a 1982 President William Milton coin. So in the world of The Walking Dead... See, I thought The Walking Dead was our universe minus any knowledge of zombies. Um, 
but they've got a whole fictional president list now. Pa Pamela Milton? No, William Milton, her father. And it's a 1982 oh, vintage. I thought he so was just is... a congressman. Dude, I don't. He went from being a president to a congressman? And I thought it's like, well, I maybe guess. this is like some newly minted Commonwealth vintage, but it says 1982 right on. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Oh, wild. I, is an interesting reveal because, like, I that was, but they mentioned him being in the White House, but I always thought that was like some kind of well, maybe he was the secretary or the, the uh, on the cabinet, or maybe this uh, the uh, what do they call the chief of staff? Mm -hmm. Apparently, he was president. Some Milton wow. was anyway, and president, and a hell of a president too, right? To get put on a coin, we put don't on, put yeah. modern presidents on coins. That's the, the he's on the quarter. He's on the George Washington. Wow. They reminted the quarters just to put his face on it. He was a hell of a president. Hell of a man, yeah. All right. Um, Eugene and Max bask in a poised co coital afterglow. They, they, they kiss like eighth graders. We discussed that. I don't want to see their nighttime activities. I'm glad we mm -mm. skipped all that. Mm -mm. No, save and that the... for Mercer and, and uh, uh, Princess, who I, I, I would yes. like to see fuck. Like I no no poise coital bliss. Yeah. I just I want to see like a nineteen eighties action movie like Terminator, Top Gun, just you know gauzy sex scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silhouette, a, a nice tasteful silhouette. I think in front of mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. moonlit window. I think that'd be great. Saxophone yeah. blaring in the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, magic hour light streaming through the windows. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Can I get uh, on the bonus features. The the tone abruptly shit abruptly shifts here. Um. To Max worrying about what happens after they expose the dirty deeds of the government and how, you know, it's going to tear this community apart and all that stuff. Um, yeah. She reads, so, so Max is the kind of woman that reads physic book, physics books in her spare time. I'm not saying that as compatible with Eugene, like, I think. They really are aggressively retro painting her to be, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. She, yeah. She's a learned this, person. As just so we know that this wasn't a bit that this she's a true fucking nerd and is therefore compatible with Eugene. And they also I will notice that they they're 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 they are de Eugenifying him in bed with this woman the same way that they're doing de princessifying princess. Like he is yeah. still got the ponytail, still got he's still Eugene, but he's like really dialed back on his you know, in the third point five edition Dungeons and Dragons, uh, the indefinite was, uh, yeah, it's like they've really dialed that <laughs> shit back. Totally. Uh, Daryl and Gabe and Aaron are raiding an empty house. They consider when their moment to escape might come, and they tell the troopers about a rumor that there are weapons in Charleston to kind of lead them away from the rest of their people. Uh, and then there's a Walker attack that kind of threatens no one. I don't know. There's a walker trying to bite at one of the masks of the troopers here, but it's, as you might imagine, completely ineffectual. Uh, and then they move on. I did think that he got bit for a minute because Daryl was like, you know, conspicuously waiting. So I don't get. I, is Hornsby openly skeptical of Daryl or not? Because Daryl is no longer in his uniform. He is very conspicuously waiting for this guy to get bit. He's got got a zombie at the end of his bayonet, mm -hmm. you know, waiting, just kind of making it like, "Is you gonna get bit or not?" Because mm -hmm. I ain't gonna save you. And no one ever comments on that. Like, it, there's this weird kind of like coming out of last episode. I thought everything was still plausibly deniable. You know, we're all sure. on the same team. Sure. Clearly, they're they're on Hornsby's shit list. Yeah, I mean, after Daryl turned his gun on Hornsby's guys. 
last episode. Yeah, yeah I imagine that was the the straw but that still, broke like, the horns. On, on the surface, they're still like we're all on the same team kind of thing. But right. Daryl's right. getting a feeling that Hornsby's keeping an eye on us. Well, no shit. So, <laughs> right. Um, Maggie, Casey Jones, and and competent bow friend. Uh, and I guess Herschel too is here. He's they're all walking through the woods. Um, they see this, the same brood X fly overhead, and and they're it's clear at this point they're trying to do something with this, but they they don't actually like show it. It's it's weird because they say like, so I did you see that they're getting closer? Seems like they're getting mm-hmm. closer, and they show a shot panning up at the sky, and there's literally nothing there. I'm like. Is the sky getting closer? Are you? <laughs> is, about are you Chicken bugs, Little? Though. What? Yeah. yeah, I again, I don't know what they're trying to build to. It's just, uh, I don't know. They had some. They had a little bit of CGI budget left over. Not a lot, right? But a little bit, and they're like, you know, why not? Why not? Bugs? Fifty grand. Not? Oh my God, we're bringing it back around to Prince of Egypt. No, oh, God, get a biblical plague. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah, it's your homework assignment. Watch Prince of Egypt. If you really want to understand this up, that's why. You, that's why you're not getting it, Jim. You're not getting it. Must be, must be. Does the sky fall in, in the Prince sandals. of Egypt? You got, you got to put yourself in those sandals of Moses and Aaron, and and uh, mm-hmm. you, you got to be playing with the big boys to understand these references. I think Aaron knows better than to wear sandals in the apocalypse. I think Aaron's probably wearing some. He's probably wearing old... sensible boots. Yeah, yeah. Boots. I did like uh like Herschel like you know I don't want to go I don't want to stay in Hilltop and Maggie's like you, you know everything I do is to make sure that we have choices because that's been kind of a theme for her it's like when you you know you run out of choices that's when you're dead or you're doing something that you don't want to do and like you know hightailing out of here and going you know beating the bush whatever she's trying to do I, I like that like yeah you're, I'm just I'm 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 doing things now that are unpleasant to make sure that we have the choice to not have to do something even worse later on. Cool. So we don't have to sell our farm to Monsanto. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Lydia pops out of the woods and just leads them onward. Because she's done booby trapping, apparently. Yeah. Am I? Oh, am I wrong about who's at Hilltop? I think Lydia was with Negan, right? No. Was she at Riverbend? I, I, no. No, was I guess she? not. No, no, she's not. always been a hilltop. She's always been a hilltop. Yeah. She said she was leaving Hilltop for Commonwealth, and then that never happened. But then on the way, like she did a one eighty, yeah. and like I saw this one detached crew of guys up. Oh, no the good, horse and that, guy. Right. Yeah, that that turned me. So she's been. She's still on Team Hilltop. She never. She never okay. affected. Correct. Uh, all right, Lance is telling Leah how great his plan is. He's very impressed with it, and a swarm of something flies by i really at this point still was not sure i was thinking in my notes is this brood x which i is no joke i I don't know how many people like live in areas where brood x is real but we live in ohio and it was absolutely real last year uh yeah and my wife was very skeptical of brood x i kept talking about brood x i was like brood x is bad i've seen brood x before yeah, yeah yep I've lived through it once, uh, and she was like, eh, Brood X, it's, what a st- it's a stupid name for a stupid concept that's not going to matter. <laughs> and then we would we would go hiking every so often, and last year when we were hiking, Brood X City, man. I mean, there were, shit so was falling loud. out of trees, they were, yeah. co- they were covering the ground. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're like uh, walking our yard with these crunch, crunch, stick, stick. Yep. It's, yeah, it's we had gross. them coming in the chimney, and our they cat stink. would eat them. Yeah, yeah, they like they they little collect like in like places where uh, you know your roof, uh, the water comes off your roof through the gutter, and then there'd be like, corners where there'd be like a pile of them, and they'd smell like holy hell. Yeah, because they don't really live very long either. It's like nah, uh, it's, a, it's a few days or something. It definitely feels like a plague when the like those yeah. those, those intense three or four weeks are happening for sure. And then Lance tells Leah he'll need to see Maggie when she's dead. He won't trust that she's dead any other way, which will come into play later. So Lydia takes Maggie's group to a hidey hole. Literally, it's a hole in the ground that they dug, which has a, a makeshift uh, top. This is an old Whisperer hideout. They established, right? This is, or is oh, this something right. yeah. that Riverbend made? I, I thought it was, uh, it was a Whisperer, like one of those like you know places where they store their dead or they... Uh, you know, they, that makes they, sense they with Lydia leading in. him. Yeah. Um, and Negan is there with uh, him and his new people. And she tells, Lydia tells them about what's going to happen at Hilltop. And Negan volunteers his pregnant wife and Maggie's child uh, just to leave them in a hole together and come with her to defend a home that's not worth defending, that Maggie explicitly says... It's not worth defending Hilltop. Let's not worry about it. And he's like, no, I'm going to go with you and leave my pregnant wife and your child here in this the, home. The people are worth saving. But again, like, what are they exactly talking about? And Maggie's uh, grateful for him saving Herschel at Riverbend. You know, the relationship here has changed, and I think it's changed. Uh, aside from Maggie's maniacal focus on getting the food from the the saviors or whatever they were, um, the, the relationship has evolved pretty well, I thought. It's like we said, like, they bungled it, and it didn't make sense as it was happening, but now right. when we look back in the past, all we remember is there is this friction, and and rightfully so. Like, Maggie's mm-hmm. got bad, they've got the baddest of blood between them. Um, but this is, like, I think, I don't exactly agree with how they got here, and if it's the most interesting way to tell yeah. the story, but they are here, and this is the interesting thing that's happening, where... Negan has showed himself to be selfless enough that just like all the other Alexandrians, they see that he has changed um, for the better. And he is, you know, uh, the the one that's protecting her family line rather than extinguishing it now. Um, yeah. And it might Negan all recognize, recognize the size of her lady balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, all, all's right in the world. And this might all work better if it wasn't, just strung over the background of this wild planet hilltop like the the planet hilltop is to defend a place that maggie says is not worth defending by blowing it up booby traps that's like i I, that's like if i have a piece of shit car and it breaks down on me and i'm like i'm gonna fix this car and i load it full of c4 and i blow it up like I guess it one meaning of the word fix I've I, done I think, it, but I, but I do think it makes sense in the like the rogue CIA splinter cell type of plot because again Maggie's not at war with the U.S. government she's at war with Treadstone, and sure. if she can kill a couple because that's Lance's problem he's got resources he can call upon but he's not supposed to be so if he kills yeah. four or five six of these guys. That's a big problem for him because he's got to explain what he's doing, and that's the last thing he wants to do. And I think it's some 
they didn't tell the story of how Maggie has kind of like figured all this out, but she's figured out that she's not at war with the Commonwealth so much as she is. Cause she's even says it here. It's like what I've started Hornsby won't let up until I end it. So she's correct. identified Darryl. that. Yeah. Yeah. Daryl and flooded. Aaron and Gabe have probably clued her in on what yeah, happened. I, I yeah. wish we could have seen uh, all of that, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good surmise to make. Um, yeah. But but yeah, so so she knows like that. I think that makes sense that like you will go all out to like draw blood, just so you know, like 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 his own side will be fighting against him. I think is her goal mm-hmm. to expose him. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Um. Uh, like I said, you know, they they could have spent more time on this brood X stuff, but they didn't. What um, Negan cause... looking up at at the the sudden like massive increase in bug noise and going like looks like it's a sign from the man upstairs, isn't it? That, I mean, yeah, that dotted all the eyes, crossed all the t's for me, really. <laughs> Did it? Okay, because <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't feeling the emotional impact. Famous the, the, spiritualist the... Negan, yeah. The foreboding I should have felt given this uh, act of God, but maybe that's just me. Um, Lance contacts the troopers with Daryl, who are set to conduct one last sweep, then head home. And the boys stumble on a car graveyard and take this opportunity to make their move. Uh, it's a pretty pathetic move because they end up both, <laughs> several of them end up getting shot like several times. The marksmanship um, of the Commonwealth Stormtrooper. It's they pathetic. really they really live up to the white armor. They do, a hundred percent. Um, and then the comical non use of cover. I like I couldn't tell you like what kind Dude. of dance Daryl thinks he's doing out there, but he's not using cover. He's standing back to a bus half the time in the wide open. No, like so like Norman Reedus uh, and Seth Gillum are all too old now to like get on the ground and roll around. So every time they get shot at, they make the effect of like your dad or uncle at a family reunion that just saw a wasp go by. <laughs> you know, this it's, you know, yeah. it's just, yeah. Like it's more annoyance and kind of, but, but they're, you know, they're going to go roll on the ground over it. You know, it's, no. it's, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. Just, and they're not doing, I mean, they're not shooting real bullets with real, yeah, like it's all CGI it's all CG. muzzle flashes yeah. and everything. It's, it's, yeah, it's, not super great, and and this is very boring terrain. It's a very it's a flat parking lot. They're having a gunfight, and it's only designed. They do set up like you know they got this big bus where uh, Father Gabriel can hide behind and do the whole move where he sneaks out and stabs a guy in his toe, and you know eventually they 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 start with no guns and then they get guns and but it's mm-hmm. yeah it's it's just finale action. I feel like the terrain would have been fine. This is this is as good as any paintball field you've ever been to. This uh, is very airsofty, yeah. Yeah, totally. There's there's just junk cars strewed everywhere. Um, they get shot a lot less than they should, frankly. Like a couple of them get winged. I think Daryl and Gabriel get winged. I think all but... three of them get shot in the shoulder, and it'll have no <laughs> impact on them. <laughs> shoulder sneaking bullets? Is that a thing? Because other than Probably. that, they can't hit anything. No healthy no. shoulder seeking bullets. Yeah. Yeah, and then again, I I don't know what they're hitting them with, but they like they they just kind of wince again, like your dad got stung by a wasp. Ah, God, give me some (laughs) bacon soda, but not enough to make him drop his beer, right? (laughs) No, no, not enough. Uh, He just wants a poultice of uh, baking soda. Mm -hmm. uh, I yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's all pretty pathetic. Uh, Then the walkers move in, and we don't really get to see how the battle ends. We just kind of 
cut the commercial, and then they come back and they've won. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, you expect walkers to show up, right? Here's some walkers, cut the commercial. Yeah, you know how it goes. Right. And yada, so they, they, um, they, they've got one of the guys on the ground, and he's bloodied and injured, and he has no weapon, and Daryl's trying to get him to tell them where Lance is at. And the walkers hey, are approaching. Hey, where's Hornsby? That's is yeah. The walkers are closing in. Daryl says, "Hey, it's it's either I kill you or they kill you." Uh, and this guy's probably remembering Toby having his guts and face ripped out. Uh, and so he does tell him, and then Daryl Mercy kills him, and then Lance calls on the walkie, and Daryl just practically says, "We're coming for you." Like he MacGruber's him. Yeah, like uh, yeah. killed your man. We're coming. For- yeah, it's way to give up the element of surprise, <laughs> right? I mean, at best, at worst, don't respond. At best, be like, "Oh, we're dealing with the situation. We'll get back to you." Like, it's trying to teach a rabid badger tactics, man. He's not going <laughs> to. You know, he doesn't understand. He's not going to. He's not going to put up with any of that. Nah. Um, Fair. I, I have to th- say no- though, this is one of the worst staged and and and. Uh, executed battle scenes I've seen in Walking Dead in a while. Mm. Like I'm trying to think of the last one that was worse. There was that bus scene in the tunnels, or that the train scene in the tunnel, where what's his face gets pressed up against the glass, and it's a moment. But some of that was badly yeah. choreographed. Yeah. Um, no, I, th- I think it's like it's like these guys are just kind of over this. St- it's like Melissa McBride rolling around with a stunt zombie at this point. It's just like, how do you get yourself no up for the hundredth parking lot battle you're going to have in the show? Yeah. I did think they did a good job of showing how to zombies can get to an armored soldier's guts. Because these zombie extras, they like, I met, I think I could not make it through the scene without laughing. But they all like got at the cracks of his armor and started like worrying it like a rat, like a dog. <laughs> you know, they're like shaking it side to side like a shark. or a, a, and, and they're just kind of working their way into those gaps. Just getting their nose in there and working their way in. Like your uncle at the family picnic eating a chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, like those shovel nose. You guys like to see those shovel nose sharks or whatever, and they're yes. like got their nose and then they're just digging up clam. It's yeah, they got the shovel nose zombie. Mm-hmm. It's evolution. All right, then we go back over to Commonwealth where Pamela Milton is practicing a speech while Max is biting her nails, and Milton notices something's bothering her, uh, but Max denies it, and then she tells Milton, "Hey, there's fifty thousand dollars left over from your big ass party you threw." And suggests that they use it for a scholarship program. And Milton says, no. It goes back toward the next Fancy Founders Day party. It's our biggest day of the year, she says. Maybe for her. I don't know about for these other 50,000 people who don't get to attend. They might like that scholarship, but. This is a test, right? Like, Max is like, before I do this, I want to give you one last opportunity to prove that you're not a shitbird. Totally. And she did not. She did the opposite, in fact. Yeah, and and it proved to me as a viewer, too, that, like, Pamela Milton is, in fact, a shitbird, right? She's not just oblivious to the fact that there's an underground movement that is dissatisfied with her leadership. She's actively putting herself above the rest of this community. Yeah, because, like, you can give whatever speech you want to some disaffected trooper that's trying to take people hostage, but this would be one way to prove that you care, like, maybe more than parties. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's too bad, and also Max is trying to bust up the operation by flopping and sweating at max intensity. Like, <laughs> so, 
Is that a pun on her name? Max? And uh, no, Tiffany? I don't know. It looks like she drank two liters of pop and then a box of pop rocks. This entire scene, like she's about to throw <laughs> up. She can't believe she's, she's, she's just torn up by loyalty to Milton and she's going against that. And, you know, then, then Pamela mm-hmm. makes sure after she proves that she's still a shitbird, she's like, oh, what would I do without you, Max? So like maximum worker guilt. It, it's, it's, but I, I'm like, if I'm Pamela, I'm like, what the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing? Are you going to go through my files? You're acting weird, Max. <laughs> this is just that poise-coital co- afterglow I talked about. <laughs> this is the effect of sleeping with Eugene. Yes, yeah. It's not a glow so much as it's just like a cold sweat. <laughs> <laughs> the shakes, the sweats, the shits, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you're in the middle of flu symptoms is when you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's definitely not built for this. Um, so Milton leaves, and she stays behind for the stealing. Stealing of the files. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the four people who are still living at Hilltop plan their defense while Max snoops around in Milton's filing cabinet. There's kind of like a couple of cuts back and forth here. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, it's got some good music. Maggie's group are all getting kitted mm-hmm. up like, you know, uh, uh, in any scene you've ever seen people strapping weapons and shit through them uh, where Max is going. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty effective. It's building some tension. I think so. Uh, yeah, Max is going through this filing cabinet. We see... If if you look closely enough, you see what files she's looking at here in this scene. Resettlement files. Yeah. Ominous. Yeah. And and we don't I, I feel like we don't ever get a great look at what these files are throughout the episode. I I wonder if that's intentional because they don't really want to give too much information because that right. will limit them in the future or Yeah, yeah, yeah. If oh, that's, that's like a good building point. suspense. They're about to break for they're about to break for a season, so they could figure some shit out in the exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They got time. Somehow it's gonna it's gonna tie into Heath. Uh, key card. <laughs> oh God, that'll literally be the key. It would have been great if that was in the filing cabinet. Like they open it and there was wasn't the it, it was on a it was on a corkboard like a season and a half ago. Like what didn't didn't we see the was PPP it? card or was that a joke yeah. we made? I can't remember. Oh God, you you might be right. I'm not sure. It's too late for that. It's way too late for Heath. Um. Anyway, oh, Sebastian yeah. surprises her. Shows up looking for his mom, who's apparently been avoiding him. And she drops these files, and then Sebastian goes to pick it up, and he seems to know there's something up, but he doesn't do anything about it. He just kind of, like, makes this face like he just realized <laughs> that his X-Lax was kicking in, and yeah, he, he was about to... Yeah, I, I don't know what's going through his head here, but he doesn't do anything about what he's seen. I think his brain made to jump to hyperspace. But I don't, I don't think he knows anything about any of this shit. I don't like, either. I just think he that, knows that she's up to something. Uh, maybe. The operation two weeks ago was just him trying to get paid. Like, it's not any grander strategy than Sebastian wants his drugs and his money and his mm-hmm. food and his girls, and that's it. Yep. Uh, so Max, after that, takes the file and leaves. And then we go over to Lance's special forces entering the Hilltop house, and they get blown up in a huge explosion that takes out Everything left of the mansion there. I christened these guys this this these these uh his uh, assassin squad. Seal team sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Because I really think they're just the white troop, the white armored troopers that drew the short straw or the wrong yeah. head of Hornsby, and now they're just with Leah. They're Leah's disposable. This is all going according to her plan. I meant for mm-hmm. this to happen, like. That's some lunacy too. I, I'm surprised that they Lance doesn't have a set of 
these this trooper armor that's just spray painted black, right? Wouldn't you want the protection still of the armor, even if you're a special op, like going in yeah. under the cover of night? Just spray paint some of that black. Instead, they're wearing just like I, cloth. They're wearing turtlenecks. Yeah, and shit. yeah, with a helmet. Yeah, they they, they look. There, it's like a downgrade. But you're right. It, yeah, it's like the stormtroopers just... if they took the armor pieces off, right? You got yeah, that black wearing... bodysuit underneath. They're wearing that black bodysuit with some like patches and knee pad and a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I mean, that's just asking to get bit. Unfortunately. Oh, I had a realization. Because I thought like this this hilltop set looks like um a redressed cannibal mansion set. And I realized I got it reverse. The cannibal mansion set from last season is a redressed hilltop set. Really? I'm almost a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Could be, yeah. Yeah. It did look similar. Um I, I don't know what happens here, what exactly happened, but after this explosion uh, Maggie and her group is standing there talking and they're about to get going and then they stand, a shitty bow guy, well, competent bow guy stands up and gets his head blown off by Leah, who I think she's on the front porch of this house. I feel like she just walked out of this house that is on fire. Yeah, That's not possible, right? So, so she, I think... I think somehow she knew, because she's awesome, right, that Maggie was going to pull some shit mm -hmm. like this. She sent her dudes in to investigate. They tripped the dead man switch, blew the place up. But, like, somehow she meant to do all this. Yeah. she says No, you're much. right about that. Like, this is, this is my grand design. I wanted, probably she wanted to get away from the super, I, but I don't know, because, like, her, I don't know why her and Lance are at odds, because what, her, why does she hate Lance? And they are, like, Lance was 100% correct. Like, they want the same things for now. I'm not sure why mm -hmm. she wants to throw away these free troops. And, yeah, they're not your brothers and sisters, but they're still dudes with guns. I, I wasn't sure exactly why she Well, it's Monsanto get... coming in and giving you free seed yeah. for that first taste, right? I, 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 oh, yeah, I legitimately feel like she is scared of that farm story she told Lydia two episodes ago or whatever. Uh mm. Yeah, where Tyson's is coming in and giving you free chickens as long as they get to harvest them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, the rest of them run away because Leah's scary. Um, there's a pretty great firewalker in this next scene of a guy who was part of that explosion, got caught up in it, and got all burnt up. Yeah. Apparently not enough to kill him, though, um, or at least not damage his brain enough to not come back as a walker. I don't think heat kills zombies anymore. They evolved. Apparently. Apparently. We've talked about that before. Um, so we're caught up to the beginning of the episode now as Lance guys clear the hilltop house but don't find Maggie's body because it's mm -hmm. not there. Uh, Lance radios Leah who says... And this is she... this is post... This is, according to the credits, post-Act of God. So the bugs yes. have come and went. But they're right, still and they're, here. they're actively flying overhead right now, aren't they, in this scene? Yeah, I just I don't. But this I, is the last we'll see of them. This episode, it made it did not make much sense. So like as a portent of bad things to come, I didn't feel like the, the, the Brood X was representative of Lance's anger. At least maybe not we got it well. wrong. It's not acts of it's acts of gourd. It's some uh, <laughs> one of the Steel Team sucks was like some Canadian dude from uh named named Gord. Uh huh. And he's the one that got blown up. <laughs> is that a Kids in the Hall thing? I I can't I, remember. No, 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 no. 
Actually, yeah. no. Acts like of Borg a, was some thing. old internet website about a guy who ran a game store and how he handled public relations. Okay, it sounds the name sounded super familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. That is that is something. It's not kids in the hall, but it's something. Okay. Anyway, Lance um, radios Leah, who says, "Hey, I drew them out. I was do- I was doing that on purpose, and now I'm doing things my way." And apparently, Lance is still going after Maggie as well. So everybody's following Maggie, including at this point Daryl, Aaron, and Gabe, who finally, as campground, realize who they're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also, like I said, this these scenes like where Lance is like starting to lose control of the situation and getting more and more desperate. I do love these types of scenes. I think he's doing a very good job at this kind of like, oh God, I've got the shadow splinter cell, but it's about to. I'm gonna have to explain myself to the Secretary of Defense or whatever. Um, True. Yeah, because Leah's like he thought he was going to, she was going to be a tool, a means to the end, but she's running shit, and he's he's terrified. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy who likes to be in control for sure. Um, so like I said, Daryl realizes who he's dealing with here after they find a bracelet at Leah's campground. And then Maggie's group, who's running through the woods, splits up so that Leah, I guess, can't kill all of them. And they promise, hey, we're going to meet up again. And then Leah stalks Maggie through the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing too interesting there. Connie then examines all these files that Max stole. And we've got we've got the whole group together, right? Eugene and Rosita and Connie and uh, fucking prison tat shows up somehow connected she to does. this uh, for yeah, all of a sudden for no reason. That she was part of the group. Yeah, is she running the underground at this point? I don't. I yeah. She wouldn't say because she she might be smart. She might be street smart because no one. Uh, she was the only one that kind of like kept her cool at the party. You know, had mm-hmm. kind of like a well, a pretty pretty moderate take on what's going on. Um, yeah, but she's no, yeah, she's foie gras. Yeah, she's she's in the she's in the resistance. The Bloodhound Gang is is, is all together now. Um, I, I still can't help but think, boy, we're really missing Yumiko in this whole equation. Mm-hmm. The stuff with Max going on now at the state house and could really use a legal department to, really to make sure you're covered. It. Mm-hmm. Anyway, maybe Yumiko, maybe she's the leader of the underground resistance. Maybe she started it when they got there. Well, that's the thing is like, the the other thing is like, um, this is where this is, um, again, this is not. They have this unwarranted confidence that they can be a free press and not be crushed. I don't know why they think that. I don't know why they think that, uh, well, we got to investigate this code and make sure that we got everything, all our I's dotted and T's crossed. Like we, we got to get all that done. But in the meantime, let's do a savage hit piece on Pamela's son. That's right. going to embarrass her publicly. And we're going to still print a newspaper uh-huh. in this town. Like I, uh, I think that's again, I think that's the story they're telling is of, uh, is a, is a rotten organization that doesn't go down to the bone. But, yeah, even though her editor is like telling her, "Hey, you can't run these stories, right?" Yeah, her editor was yeah. cool with publishing this. I, at, at one point, Eugene says something like, That's "I've a got good friends." Fucking question, yeah. Like, what changed her mind? I, Eugene says something like, "I've got friends. I know people, and they're willing to do. They're willing to do something for him." And I thought he said they're willing to write for me. I think. Well, you know, there are no subtitles was... on this episode for us, right? Right. Um, I think he said ride for us uh but mm-hmm. i thought he was literally going to get out and make like 
pamphlets that just said all of this, like underground well, newspaper publishing, but this seemed to came, come through official channels. Well, I don't, because that newspaper, when we finally see it, looks like a zine. It looks it shitty. It does look, yeah. it looks like something you'd see at a, you know, a, a record store in the 90s. Yeah. You know, it didn't look professional. So maybe this isn't an officially printed thing. This is maybe not. Out at the, the, it would make uh, more sense that it isn't. Goes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, like, how the hell did the editor print this, you know? Mm -hmm. Or maybe Zeke knows the guy down at the printing uh, shop. and He traded he him an appendectomy for a, run, <laughs> a free run at the presses, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, no, he had to have a lung operation to fix all the damage that the ink has done to him over yeah. the 50 years he's been printing. I don't know. Anyway, they say let's ride, which, eh, I don't know. Not a great line. What do you think end. also when the, the someone knocks on the door and everyone's like, oh my God, hide all this crazy compromising shit and uh, uh, shitty prison tats like, no, 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 guys. I asked someone to come and she just flings the door open. What if this was just a maintenance dude or like uh -huh. a cop checking on a disturbance or, you know, like maybe hide the stuff and make sure it's Ze Zeke? How do you know you can trust Zeke and the people he brought? Yeah, just a little point, but uh Yeah. It is nice oh. that they got this Bloodhound gang. They got everyone doing stuff now. Everyone but mm -hmm. Yumiko is accounted for and 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 the professor, which we'll talk about. Everyone's accounted for and being productive. We go back over to Maggie in the woods being uh silently uh stalked by Leah and she silently kills a walker. And I, I was thinking at that point, like, isn't isn't the absence of sound where there was sound just as good for tracking purposes as making a noise to kill this walker. Like, wouldn't Seems Leah like realize, it. oh, there was a sound, there was a walker sound coming from over there. It stopped. And, then it's just and also, why did this moment, why did the locust stop right here? Like, I every, don't the, know. the buds get louder and louder and it comes to a crescendo and then they just stop. I think it's to build tension in this scene. But I think it'd have been more tense if there was still a bunch of noise and they had to like track each other without sound. You know, get the jump because they, mm -hmm. yeah, it, Maggie kills the zombie like with tender loving mercy. Yeah. She's trying to be quiet about it, but I was with you. Like, if you got a zombie that's like raising holy hell and then all of a sudden it goes quiet, but Leah didn't get the drop on her. Maggie that's the thing. I kept thinking, like, okay, the first person to spot the other 100% wins this battle. Like, you, do, you just, yep. they don't get a chance to even see where you kill them from, but they somehow manage to spot each other at the exact same time. And Maggie's just like a little quicker on the draw and wings Leah and Leah runs away and she's bleeding. Maggie follows her. Uh, but Leah eventually gets the drop on her by hiding yeah. behind the tree and then the knocks her out. The editors were working, working on Leah's side because she goes totally. from like bandaging her, you know, tourniqueting her leg and Maggie's like, ha, gotcha. And, yeah. you know, Leah's like, ha ha, actually I'm behind you somehow. Yeah. I like to think that between those cuts, two and a half hours passed and Leah had been waiting on the other side of that tree. Yeah. 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 She got yeah. all patched up, took a nap, all rest uh -huh. and recovered. Yeah. Made a cliff bar. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Maggie wakes up tied to a chair in Leah's cabin. And it's crucial that Leah take her back to this cabin for what happens at the end of this scene. Uh, Daryl and hers love shack. Yeah. Uh huh. Leah doesn't just want Maggie to die; she wants her to suffer, and also, uh, in, in that case, it means killing everyone she's ever loved. Uh, and then we go over to Lance, who finds a bloody sock in a tree, 
and just kind of. I thought it was a strip of path. blood, a, a, a flesh, a, like a zombie. And I was like, well, what? Oh, flesh. There's there's got to be so many strips of zombie flesh in the in the trees here, right? Yeah. What is that? What does that even mean? But maybe you're right. Maybe it's a piece of like uh, soldier armor or gear or something. I thought it might have been fabric, but could just be desiccated walker flesh. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's fresh and it's pointing in a direction. So yeah. And then Maggie manages to get out of her restraints and her and Leah fight. And this is a pretty decent fight. I actually really enjoyed the choreography. I enjoyed the back and forth here. It is a vicious knockdown yeah. drag out fight between two people that like Maggie's even like, I understand what you want and how good you think it's going to feel. Come fucking get it. Uh-huh. Just as she gets like, I it's a God, why can't do you think Leah planned this? Like, did Leah want her to get out so they can have this like fight? Because I Leah's supposed to be some special forces mm. person and they can't keep Maggie Green tied to a chair. Like, did yeah. you did you not learn any fucking basic knots in survival school and ranger training? Not. Delta Force didn't tell you how to do like, you know, fucking a square knot or some shit. I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah. No, it's a, it, somehow these things always happen, right? They, yeah. It did lead to, like, this is a brutal fight between equals that want each other dead. And again, yeah. it was exciting, and I was feeling a little bit gripped up, even though I knew Maggie couldn't die, and I was just thinking how much better it would have been if I didn't. Yeah. And it only works, I think the resolution of this scene only works because of everything else they've done in this episode. They, th- I'll give them credit for setting up an intricately plotted episode that brings all of these different factions together at the same place at the same time. Um, I yeah. think they told that story pretty well because the end of the scene is Maggie is about to die. She's like got Leah on top of her, pressing a knife into her chest practically. And has just beat the shit out of her. Like Right. I, I remember thinking, because like, I-, I haven't noticed this for a while because like Maggie's been such a wild character. But as I was, as she was stalking, I'm like, you know, I forgot how like really just attractive Lauren Cohen is. Oh sure. And then yeah. they just beat the shit out of her, Rocky <laughs> style, like bloody, uh-huh. like. Uh, and I'm like, oh my god, she might die. And and the, and then you well, remembered, well, they got the spinoff series, so she can't die, yes. of course. Yeah. And I yeah. and I was thinking, okay, well, they have the spinoff series, which means somebody's gonna come here and save her. I thought it might have been like one of her crew, one of her pack, but Daryl shows up. Casey, yeah. Because of course he realized that they were tracking Leah and remembered Nash eh, should probably be here. So th- that all worked out and he just shoots Leah in the back of the head. She's dead. And it doesn't really pay off because they don't have time, but like I hope they make that into a moment because may or maybe I don't know, maybe Daryl did all his mourning last season or the couple episodes ago when they had the big standoff. Um, I think so. They definitely don't but, play it up here. And he doesn't hesitate or nothing. Just pops in the door, yeah. blows her head off, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, like, Lance comes up, and he's outside, right? And they kind of know that that's that they're approaching. And Daryl just kind of gives up their whole position here. Daryl takes a random shot at Lance through a window that doesn't hit him. No, it then... does. He takes that single shot, and you hear Lance go, Gah! And then they cut, and like he's got uh, like a bullet's ripped across his face. What? Like, I don't know. I must have been looking down, taking notes, because I missed that. Oh yeah, his face is like split open from a bullet, and I don't know. Now here's the thing: I can only assume Daryl meant to do that. 
because I don't know. Yeah. Like, I've never seen Daryl miss a headshot in his life, and he right. he like squared up and 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 took time to aim. Yeah, no, he aimed and. Uh, okay, I thought he was just taking pot shots and to give away their position as they ran. No, the back he was door, trying to but... decapitate uh, okay. Lance and just missed. It would have been worth it, I think. Um, oh sure, because it did. Yeah. It's over. If you take out Lance, it's, yeah. it's done. You can probably even get back in the graces of the Commonwealth if you want. Sure, sure. Um, anyway, yeah, Lance sees that Leah is dead um, as you know Daryl and Maggie escape out the back door, and he gets extra pissed. He's like, "Oh, it's on now." Now we it take wasn't it on all. Before. We're mm-hmm. gonna take this Lincoln Log Fort and this burnt out old fucking town and this hippie colony by the sea, and we're gonna make like something. <laughs> question question mark profit. <laughs> right. We're gonna take this burnout husk of one town and a half burnt husk of another, and we're gonna yeah. kill everything that makes Oceanside worth having. We're gonna then... unsustainably fish this stretch of ocean. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, that's that's kind of like the the end montage is Maggie and her group regrouping at the hidey hole. Uh, Max putting the files back into Milton's cabinet and Milton storming in with the morning paper, which has a pretty bad story for her on it about, you know, all the shit she's done or her son has done. Uh, and Alexandria and Alexandria gets a new Commonwealth banner added to the wall, as does Hilltop. And then the people at Oceanside are lined up, hands bound. And Lance flips a coin into the air. I assume that same 1982 President Milton coin. Uh, the Commonwealth banner is going up as like a moment over again. The worst, you know, a, a, the burnt out husk of Hilltop and Alexander is high comedy. I think so, too. Yeah. Also, um, where is the professor? You have everyone at Oceanside arrayed in like a class photo type of thing as like guys are rifle butting them in the face and it's like a, you know, a big Uh impressive montage. Where's the professor? I didn't see him in that lineup. He's doing the Harry Potter shit and they just, he's not available for filming anymore. Oh, and speaking of Harry Potter shit, Uh the headline is like Pamela Milton lying to you, subtitle, Milton's adult son used innocence in deathly money grab. Shouldn't that be deadly? Because deathly is very Harry Potter. Sure. Very, you know, da 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 deathly cash grab. It should be a deadly cash grab. I agree. I would say deadly if I were writing that. And uh, also, so so Hornsby's got this scar running down his face. It's all bloody on one side, and he's flipping a coin about whether people live or die. Yeah. You gotta have to pay some DC licensing rights. You can't just rip off Two Face like this, yeah. Oh, see, I was thinking No Country. Is what I was thinking. Oh, I guess flipping yeah. coins is not exclusively a Batman Rogues Gallery thing, is it? You got the Anton I mean, uh, Two Face was definitely around before then, so probably owes more to Two Face than yeah. they would it's care the, to it's admit. It's the fucked yeah. up half of your face and the coin right, flip, right. living and dying. That's that's what really gets you your copyright suit. I, was it like Fargo levels of shot in the face, or is it just like? No, it looks like it looks like a bullet like grazed the surface. So there's like this big like almost surface. Knife cut, okay, but but yeah, not it's an like inside out mouth flayed. shot. <laughs> no, it's like it's his cheek is flayed from the corner of his mouth to the tip of his ear. Okay, God, I just completely didn't notice that. He's not pretty no more, Jim. Yeah. It just grow his hair a little bit longer. He can just have it droop all the way oh, down hell yeah. to his chin. Yeah, like that the the first of uh 
um god damn it scott pilgrim's evil exes or whatever yep yep okay or that's jared leto culture. with a facial scar i'm sure he'd do that there you go uh that's enough <laughs> pop culture references for one day do we have anything else to talk about this uh i don't think so that's the end of the episode we don't know the outcome of the coin flip we don't and since this is the season finale uh we're going to say we did get a fair amount of feedback we're going to save all that and come up with a super sized um wrap up everything into a bow put the walking dead in stasis until the fall because we're out of walking dead uh so we'll mm -hmm. have a bonus uh season wrap-up feedback episode next week please send in all your feedback to watching dead at baldmove.com because it will be the last opportunity uh to get that stuff heard before the uh, we go on hiatus for a couple months and then yeah sometime presumably in late september early october we'll fucking put this thing to bed yeah like the rotten shambling zombie it is. We're going to just <laughs> fucking Phillips head screwdriver it to the temple, wiggle it up and down a couple times. And then it the lay ground. it softly into the leaves. Softly. Right? Yeah. Softly sweet. Maggie style when she's trying to be quiet. We don't want to attract any more attention to this show than necessary. <laughs> good, good night, sweet prince. Yeah. We don't want, we don't want any more people watching. We don't no. want any more people getting bit. Hmm. Uh, okay, watching dead at baldmove.com. Send us your feedback. We'll talk about it. Uh, this, 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 this thrilling conclusion. Until then, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later. Later.